I've been teaching for over 19 years. I have experience on every level, teaching from kindergarten through 12th grade and eight years of experience in higher education. Um, I've taught at public and private institutions, large and small, over the course of my career. And um, most recently, I taught in the Clark County School District out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, at the present time, though, I am self-employed, um, running prodigious music content. Learners in a podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Rivers. I am thrilled, excited, and honored to have Dr. Tamisha Price Brock on our show today. She is founder and CEO of Prodigious Music Concepts LLC. How are you doing today, Dr. Brock? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. And how's Las Vegas doing? You in the Sin City, the city that never sleeps. How's that going for you? It's going well. Um, it's been pretty hot here. We're getting ready to get some rain, of course, over the next few days, but it's been a great experience so far. Well, it is a pleasure having you. Before we start, how do you come to that distinguished name? When I seen that name, I said, man, that's a distinguished name that she has for a company. How do you come about that name? Just brainstorming um, and talking with my brother. Uh, we, we always bounce ideas off of each other. My company originally started as Alumnus Professional Education Services years ago in, in 2011. And just over the years, I decided to change it to a more functional name. Um, it went to Prodigious Concepts, LLC, and then I merged with my business partner and we renamed it Prodigious Music Concepts in 2020. That is fantastic. Well, Dr. Brock, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your current career path at this time? Yes, I'm a native of Carrollton, Virginia, um, and I have um, degrees in music education. My bachelor's of music degree I received from Virginia State University in 2005. Mm -hmm. I received a master of music education degree from Norfolk State University in 2011 and a PhD in music education with additional studies in educational research methodology from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro in 2020 in the heat of the pandemic. I've been teaching for over 19 years. I have experience on every level, teaching from kindergarten through 12th grade and eight years of experience in higher education. Um, I've taught at public and private institutions, large and small, over the course of my career. And um, most recently, I taught in the Clark County School District out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, at the present time, though, I am self-employed, um, running Prodigious Music Concepts, LLC. I also um, own the HBC Recruitment Center and the, Fu the Fuel Your Dreams nonprofit um, foundation um, in hopes of educating teachers, preparing teacher candidates, and helping um, more black and brown students um, attend and enroll in our nation's HBCUs. That is fantastic. Wow. That is a lot that you're doing, Dr. Brock. Um, about music, and music, I think, is very instrumental in our culture. Was that something you always wanted to go into when you was younger? Did you always want to be into music, uh, major music, when you were younger? 
Well, I come from a family of musicians. Um, either they were members of gospel quartets or co- um, choirs, both um, professional or academic. Um, I've, I come from a long line of band directors. But no, I did not originally want to be a music educator or a band director. I originally <laughs> wanted to be a bone surgeon. And <laughs> I, just, I wanted to find a cure for rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, but, man. Just things over the years and watching the news and how insurance and things had changed and insurance companies pretty much dictated how doctors deal with their patients. I decided to be in a field where I could be of more help to the people. And I've always, you know, enjoyed teaching. I've always used to play school growing up. Um, And so I felt it was natural for me to combine my love for education and my experience being in the band program since fourth grade and just combine that into a career. Now, being in elementary and teaching up to K-12, how do you feel music is important these days for our young children to learn that? I think it's the extra skill in which I was young. Uh, I come from a background of two music teachers. My mom was a music teacher. My dad was assistant band director. He had his own band. Um, he was also a minister of music. So music was very integral in my family. How do you feel it's important for music to be involved as far as our children is during elementary and their middle school years? I feel that music is essential to just um, social skills and cognitive development for everyone from birth on up to adulthood. Music has a lot of educational cognitive benefits as well as social benefits, but also healing benefits as well. Um, Musicians, you know, are we use both sides of the brain, you know, which is, you know, very rare, but it also helps with concentration. It helps to um, they have been many studies to show that involvement with music, even casual involvement um, with music can help improve academic performance. And of course, there's still people researching and arguing the points on both sides. But most importantly, music allows you it is judgment free. It allows you to express yourself when you cannot find the words to express yourself. It is an area where everyone can connect to and relate to. We're connected through every culture, no matter where we are, through some form of music. Whether we consider it to be traditional music or not, every culture has something that is musical in it um, that connects us together. And it allows you to express yourself in your own way without restrictions. So I feel it is um, extremely important. And the optimum age to be involved in music instruction is between the ages of three and 10. So you, the earlier you start, the better, but no matter where you start in your musical journey, you could be 99 years old and still (laughs) benefit from music exposure and music instruction. So you stated that you was a a band director. And when I'm growing up, I'm a little older, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) I'm in my fifties plus. So going to the eighties, I didn't see too many female band directors. Was there a role model that you had that maybe enticed you to say, hey, maybe I want to be a band director one day? It is a rare jewel, and we're still fighting to this day for equality in the field. It is still heavily a male-dominated profession. Um, I was blessed that my cousin uh, was a middle school and high school band director when I was growing up, so I looked up to her quite a bit. Um, I had the opportunity to study for her one year when I was in seventh grade, but just watching her conduct a band, you know, during the weekend, <laughs> conduct a choir at church on the weekends inspired me that, hey, maybe this is something I could do. In high school, um, I started with a male band director and then transferred to another high school and had a female band director who was extremely impactful in my career path to change from um, medicine to music. Um, and we're still great friends to this day. But uh, we're like rare gems, you know, regardless of our ethnic 
student background, women in the profession as band directors and as college band directors is rare. Um, counting today, you roughly have actively in the profession right now, maybe five or six African-American females at HBCUs and at traditional institutions across the country. And then all females in general, we're still a small percentage of the leading head band directors across the nation. Do you have any idea or any, have you tried any uh, solutions to that problem there? Because I mean, to be honest, when I was in a band in high school, most of the first and second chairs, you know, the most of the best people who can play that particular instrument were females. And is, is there a way that maybe we can transition to where those females may be interested in music education, you know, get them interested, especially at the high school level, like, hey, major music education. There are many jobs and fields out there in music education. Yes, um, there actually have been some um, advocacy trends. Um, I think the more people see people that look like them, you know, mm -hmm. I used to go places doing clinics and I'd have a lot of female students come to me afterwards and say, I'm so glad you're here. You know, I never thought this was possible, but seeing someone that looks like me in a position that you're in helps. But one of the best things that I think has happened for us is just seeing more females in leading positions and the development of the Association of Black Women Band Directors by Dr. Mm -hmm. Myra Roden which was started um, about two or three years ago um, as a social media platform or Facebook group and now has blossomed into a national organization. That and then Women Band Directors International, which has been around for years, wow. those organizations advocate for equality, advocate for women in the profession. But now more and more, we're starting to, you know, really be bold and get out there and be in the forefront. And we are gaining or we have the respect of our male counterparts in the field. So they are promoting and encouraging us I just think the more visible we are and the more we get into showing um, females that it's okay, you know, mm -hmm. to do these things, you can do this. But also yeah. across the other side, showing males, you know, breaking the barrier about non-traditional instruments. A male can play flute and piccolo. A female yes. can play tuba and percussion. Yes. Um, you know, men can can thrive in orchestra. Women can thrive and do more than just being assistants and choir directors. I think the more we have the conversation and show and advocate and support um, the strength that we have, you know, of course, we bring a nurturing aspect to our educational um, background. And I think that's a key difference. But the more we are visible and the more we advocate and support that this is a great profession, the more we will see the diversity um, start to increase. That is fantastic to hear because that is something that is very dear to my heart. I think any person, whether male or female, want to pursue any type of career, you know, we want to knock down no barriers and say, hey, whether you have male nurses that not used to being a female dominated, right? or women trying to go into STEM program or music programs, you know. One thing about the Career Education Learning Center, we always want to promote as far as different careers in which young people can go into. And high school band is one that I was into. How do you feel about band camps? Is that a way to really hone in and get those children or the kids and able to increase their ability in music? You know, is this a different outlet than you going just being at your school? But from what I used to hear from my friends, that band camp took it to the next level. Yes, I mean, all sorts of camps and summer programs. Um, the more you get involved, the more you're engulfed with music. There are so many career opportunities out here in music that people are not aware of. Um, many people think of music and think we only have two options to teach or to perform. Yes. And they're not aware of things such as music therapy, music law, music librarian, copyright, you know, um, officer and things like that. There are over 120 positions in music where you wow. can make a living. And there are other 
other non-traditional jobs in which they, they're looking for people with music degrees, even positions such as NASA and other science and STEM positions also benefit from having someone on their staff that has a musical background, especially when you're talking about sound frequencies and talking about just um, how people perceive different sounds, you know, in the medical field, work with students with autism and just being able to partner with the music therapist. You know, those are things that, you know, if you're not aware of those, then you wouldn't know that that's a career path that can make you six figures a year. Um, Band camp and summer camp, summer programs, summer enrichment programs, um, honors opportunities throughout the year, whether it be on a state, regional, or local level. Those are key things for our students and our instructors to encourage students to get involved in and for parents to support. Um, Don't be afraid to step out there and audition for something. You know, even if you don't make it, there's learning, there's mastery in the learning, there's mastery in the experience. If you don't make it, at least you've been through the experience. You know now how to handle your anxiety, but now you also know how the process works so that you can go back and and work and develop even better for the next opportunity. So yes, um, those summer camps, whether it be on the high school level or the college level, I would say, you know, reach out, you know, reach out to those directors and just say, hey, can I come out and view your program? Can I come out and sit in on your program? And you'd be surprised that they'd be open, you know, welcoming to you. And in turns, they're looking at you, too, because they're trying to recruit for their program. So the more they see you, the more they take an interest in you and you and them is going to create a lifelong partnership and an academic and scholarship opportunity as well. Well, that comes a great segue as far as talking about internships because there's a lot of music majors um, in college. Uh, I see a lot of bands, you know, and I, I love the band at halftime, especially HBCUs. And I'm just wondering that is how important is the internship with music? I know I'm a business major, and so when I was a business major, they talked about internships as far as working in banking and finance and marketing. So how important is internship as far as obtaining internship in music? It's extremely important, and that's my current platform now uh, with Prodigious Music Concepts. I train teachers for a living. Um, There is a great teacher shortage, a growing teacher shortage, once again, across the nation in Mm -hmm. all fields, but especially in music. But one of the issues we have is that this um, demand is greater than the supply. Our teachers or our music teacher candidates are having a hard time passing their certification exams. Mm -hmm. It's not just music as other fields, too, but rarely do people talk about and provide supports for music, and that's where I come in. Internships are important. I always, you know, my platform now is how to become a professional. I did a webinar a couple weeks ago called So You Want to Be a Music Major. And I had some key panelists representing universities and representing professional musicians to say, hey, if you want to have a career in music, this is exactly what it's going to take to get you there. We don't have those conversations often enough. And the conversation about internships is not just for business majors. As a musician, as a music educator, internships are so important and important to start early. You know, we are a professional degree program, and the only way you gain experience is to get out there and apprentice with someone, get out there and mirror someone, get out there and shadow someone. So internships are extremely important to being comfortable and confident in your field because we're thrown in the fire on the first day. As a music educator, you're expected to be an expert your first day. As a performer, it's no opportunity for, oh, um, give me a couple of weeks to rehearse this and then I'll be ready to go. You're expected to perform in two hours, you know, seeing the music many of the times. So um, internships are important. 
training early, understanding that um, if you're not a music educator, if you're like a performance major or a business major, sound and recording technology major, you're self-employed when you graduate. So you have to be able to navigate internships and build partnerships before you graduate so that you know how to conduct business. You have to go out and seek out opportunities because you're responsible for your own salary. You're responsible for your own health insurance. Whereas education majors, a lot of the times if you get attached to a school system, they're paying for your health care. They're paying, they're helping you to set up your retirement benefits. They're doing a lot of that for you, even though you're contributing out of your paycheck, a lot of it is built into your package. Other majors don't have that benefit in the music field. So you have to know how to navigate that. And internships will help you to do just that. Man, so is that why you went to your own company, your own entrepreneur? (laughs) Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Your own own entrepreneurial spirit? Is that why you did your own entrepreneurship? Did you decide to go into your own business? Yes, that was the primary fuel for this. Um, It's a much needed area, and I felt that I could address the need and close the gap. Um, I sat by um, in undergrad and grad school and watched too many of my classmates not make it. They could have been great band directors, great choir directors, but because they couldn't pass the test, they ended up taking whatever job they could take or switching their careers altogether just to graduate from school. And to this day, they're not in the field of music, which was their heart's passion. I've sat by and watched too many Um, students graduate in other fields and not make it or not sustain because they did not have the background or foundational knowledge that they needed to provide certain things for themselves or have certain knowledge before they graduated. So I started this company to fill in the gap and to provide a a much needed resource to all of our people. Um, My success rate is very high with helping teachers pass those certification tests where, you know, they've had barriers. That test is $150 plus each time you take it. Mm. So you've had people paying mortgages trying to pass the test, you know, taking it 15 plus times. And so I helped to bridge the gap to help get them past that so that now they can get a full salary. Um, I've helped, you know, just, hey, you know, you have this degree just with career consulting. What are you trying to do? What is your ultimate goal? And this is how you can get there. These are who these are who you need to have in your arsenal as key people to contact at all times. These are the type of people you need to associate with or people that you need to know. So, yes, um, my company, um, the sole purpose for founding this company and for um, running it the way that I do now is to help fill in the gap and to help provide the information that's not available anywhere and make it a one-stop shop. So you don't have to, you know, sometimes we're so guarded with our information. We don't like to share it. And yeah. it's almost still like that crabs in a barrel mentality. We have, you know, the more we give, the more we help others succeed, the more we're going to succeed. And it's enough success for everyone to have some. So that's why I started my company. That is fantastic. Well, do you have any advice or suggestions to young people who want to get into music? Yes, start early, no matter. And I know sometimes students um, usually don't have a control over when they start their musical experience, depending mm-hmm. because, and just being honest, music education in our country is so underfunded in many of our school districts. And when they have to cut programs, music and electives are usually the first to go. So whereas I started music in fourth grade, a student may not have the luxury to start that until seventh grade or ninth grade. So no matter where they start, it's all about having an idea of what you want to do and working hard for it. Um, To get into a music program, whether it's band, choir, orchestra, you're going to have to do an audition. 
in order mm-hmm. to get into the program. So just knowing, you know, taking your lessons in middle school and high school seriously, learning your skills, learning how to um, understand the parts of your instrument, reading, practicing, you know, on a regular, yeah. on a regular basis, it usually takes 10,000 hours to master something. But mm-hmm. if you dedicate one hour a day, at least five days a week, you still have time to have a social life. <laughs> one hour a day to your craft, you're going to be ready to be a accepted into a program, plan early, you know, have an end goal. What is it that you ultimately want to do in music and then have a backup plan and have a backup to the backup plan. That way, you know that no matter what, where you land is going to be somewhere that you're going to be happy and and can sustain for 20 to 30 plus years. You have to ask yourself, what can I see myself doing every day? What can I see myself waking up and feeling excited about doing every day? I've been a music educator, like I said, for over 19 years. And even though I'm not actively teaching in a classroom, I'm still a music educator. But I've never felt like I've gotten up and done a day of work because I've Mm -hmm. always enjoyed what I've been doing. So you have to enjoy and have an advocation for your vocation. But plan early. Do your research, especially if you're in band or choir. We have large band programs out here. Everyone loves the band, but don't go to school just for the band. Go to school, (laughs) making sure that the school carries your major. Right. And that you are you have a mindset that you are a student musician, not just a band member or a choir member, and that you're going with the mindset to graduate and get, use that as a stepping stone to get to your ultimate career goal. So plan early. I encourage parents, though, we cannot do this without parent, family and community True. support. True. Parent support. I know that sometimes our living conditions may not allow us to practice, you know, whether we're in an apartment or what, you know, we may not be allowed to practice because of noise ordinances and things like that, but still encouraged to do mental imagery, encourage students to sing through their music, support them in practicing the good and the bad. You know, not everyone's going to sound like, you know, <laughs> Kenny G and Beyonce when they start out. There are going to be some creaks and creaks. There are going to be some squeaks and squalls. There are going to be some unpleasant sounds coming from those instruments and from those voices. But encourage it and still cheer it on and nurture it because that's going to be important to whether the student persists or not or whether they grow up to give up on everything that they try. So it's important to support them through the good and the bad and always take things as a learning opportunity. I don't, I don't usually say that we have strengths and weaknesses. I say that we have strengths and challenges. Oh, and we, I love that. Love yeah, that. This means love that we that. can't get over it. We can't grow. But a challenge means that it's temporary and it's something that we can break past if we are persistent and we keep going. So I think changing that mindset and always having a positive mental mindset or positive mental attitude will help our students to do well. And I know we're talking mainly about music because that's my field, but this is for any field. This is a life lesson. Yes, I agree, I agree. I agree, I mean, Dr. Brock, you have been dropping nuggets. You are a living water wisdom, my lady. You are a living water wisdom today. I've learned so much. I, you know, I don't want to end this podcast no time soon, girl. You, you're teaching me so much. I'm into it. And you're right. It goes transfer across every line, every major in life, right? What you was talking about were life lessons. And I, and I really appreciate that you coming on our podcast today and learning that. Because at Career Education Learning Center, we want to make sure that students understand there are different careers out there. And the career you want to seek or you want to go to, not always popular with your parents, to be honest with you, right? If you say music, they're going to say, oh, what type of job you going to get with music, you know? Because parents, exactly. they, they want their they want kid to have a secure job. You know, go in business, go in computing, right? Go in engineering, be a doctor, be a lawyer. But if a person has passion for something, mm-hmm. they will succeed. 
They yeah, will. Like you said before, it's not an obstacle. It's a challenge. And mm-hmm. they have to get through those challenges. It's no part of what life, whatever they do, right? Mm-hmm. Whether, it's, whether it's business, whether it's engineering, doctor, whatever they go through in life, they're going to have challenges. And they have to go through those challenges and be successful. I always say it's not opposite of failure. It's not success. It's, it's getting to success. You will fail to get to success. Or they say you will fail falling into success. Mm-hmm. Everything's full of trials and tribulations. That's just part of life. Yes. But if it's something that you love, you will find a way to get through that. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. It's, it's been such a great podcast. Dr. Brock, if people want to get in touch with you, they want to learn about your business and your company and about music more, how can they get in contact with you? Yes. So on social media, you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Prodigious Music Concepts. Um, P-R-O-D-I-G-I-O-U-S Music Concepts and of course through email info at prodigiousmusicconcepts.org or by phone 470-771-9447 that is my business cell I tell you what, Dr. Brock is she is fired up. Got me fired up here. That is fantastic. And we will have all the information also on our website, Dr. Brock, and also any social media that we put this podcast on. Oh, I don't want to end today, but thank you so much, Dr. Brock, for coming on our show. It has been an honor and a pleasure. I'm gonna take those living water, that living water of droplets and nuggets that you showed us and pass it on if you don't mind. Thank you. And it's been an honor for me to be here. And I would love to be back anytime. Oh, thank you. And you probably will be back. I guarantee that. (laughs) And I would also like to thank our listeners and viewers today for joining me, Mitchell Rivers, on the Career Education Learning Center podcast, where we're making your career dreams a reality. God bless. Bye.